You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Welcome back to the New Day of Hope broadcast. We are so excited that you tuned in one more time to listen to the word of God. You know, Jeremiah 15 verse 16 says, Your words were found and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord of hosts. So we know that you will be blessed today because there is a word from the Lord. Well, praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. And my wife has just welcomed you and my friends. We want to say how happy we are that you have joined us one more time to enjoy the blessings coming from the Lord. So this would be a very good time for you to call a neighbor or call a friend and let them know that the New Day of Hope broadcast is on the air and that they should tune in and enjoy the blessings of the Lord. Well, we have already uh, said to you that there is a word from the Lord. And uh, the person to share this word with you tonight is none other but my beloved wife, a message entitled, What Are You Carrying? All of us are carrying something as we journey through this life, and it can have an effect on us. If you've been listening to the news lately, you know that the rules for checking baggage have been changed. There are no more fees associated and more restrictions about what can be carried on. However, baggage is a problem, not just when we are traveling, but in our everyday lives. No matter how you looked at it, God never made us to live with baggage attached to our lives. Even if it has wheels to the bottom and you can roll it, it's still something that will eventually become a burden for you to carry. All of us travel from time to time and we packed our bags and we take a lot of stuff and some of the stuff we take, we never use them on the trip. That means we're carrying unnecessary stuff. Just a few months ago, we had to go to a funeral and my husband is so special. He doesn't pack his bag. His lovely and devoted wife does it for him. And while on the trip, he didn't have his roll-on and his tie clip. And he's like, "Hun, you didn't bring my tie clip or my deodorant. I said, that's why you should not allow anyone to pack your bags because you do not know what you are carrying. You must always know what you are carrying with you. Whenever you are flying, you are always asked this question. Was the baggage in your sight at all times? Did you pack your own bag? Is there anything dangerous in your bag? Because you answer yes. So that tells me you need to know what you are carrying. Do not allow someone else to give you their carry-on because what they are carrying might be dangerous. You need to know for a fact that what's in your carry-on is what you put in there because what's in your bag can keep you off the flight. It's the same thing in life. Whatever you're holding on to, whatever you're carrying, you need to 
check it in. And we will look at the scripture at some people who allow what they were carrying in their hearts to affect the promise God had over them. Our scripture is coming from Numbers chapter 13, verse 1 through 3, and also from verse 17 to 20, and verse 25 to 27. During your quiet time, you can read the entire chapter. Okay, so Numbers 13, 1 to 3 says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send out for yourself men, so that they may spy out the land of Canaan, which I am going to give to the sons of Israel. You shall send a man from each of their father's tribes, everyone a leader among them. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran at the command of the Lord, all of the men who were heads of the son of Israel. Verse 17 to 20 says, When Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan, he said to them, Go up this way into the south, and go up to the mountains and see what the land is like, whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many, whether the land in which they live is good or bad, and how are the cities in which they live? Are they like camps or strongholds? How is the land? Is it fat or lean? Are there trees in it or not? Make an effort then to get some of the fruit of the land. I like to show you three things that can affect what you are carrying. The first one is what you carry will affect your perspective. What you carry will affect your perspective. Perspective influences the way we view things. Our perspective is influenced by what we see and feel. Have you ever listened to two people describe the same thing? For example, a movie or an event or even a sermon? You have seen the difference a personal perspective can make. Perspective is the way that we view our lives and the world around us. It's our point of view. How do you see it? Is the glass full or is it half empty? That's your perspective. Here we have an account of Moses who had just led the Israelites out of slavery. Moses was the one who was chosen by God to lead the people out of Egypt from out of Pharaoh's bondage. We know they suffered tremendously under his leadership. The scripture we just read said that God told Moses to send men out to spy out the land of Canaan. And here he says that he was going to give it to the sons of Israel. There was already a promise. As I said earlier, what you carry will affect your perspective. Twelve men were sent into the same land. They saw and experienced exactly the same thing and yet came back with two totally different views. It's all about perspective and what you carry has a direct impact on your perspective. In verse 25 and 27, it says, When they returned from spying out the land at the end of 40 days, so it took them 40 days to spy out the land, they proceeded to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the sons of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. And they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land, which was great. Thus they told him and said, we went into the land where you sent us, and it certainly does flow with milk and honey. 
and this is its fruits. Verse 28 says, Nevertheless, the people who live in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And moreover, and there we saw the descendants of Anna there. These men came back with their report. They said that the land was indeed flowing milk and honey. There was fruit in the land, but they were like grasshoppers in their sight because they said that there were giants in the land. And so they were afraid, but God had already promised them the land. So why did they came back giving that report? They no longer believe in the God who brought them out of Egypt. They allow fear to take over. Betmore said, as long as our minds rehearse the strength of our stronghold more than the strength of our God, we will be impotent. In other words, we will be powerless. You got to rehearse that your God is stronger. Your God is greater. And if God already gives you that promise, if he already gives you that assurance, it will come to pass. You don't need to worry about the giants in the land because you are greater than the giants that may come your way. So here we see in verse 30, Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, We should by all means go up and take possession of it, for we will surely overcome it. Praise the Lord. So Caleb was focused on the strength of his God. Joshua and Caleb believed and trusted what the Lord had said. They took God at his word that he had promised them the land. Because of this, they were not afraid to conquer the giant in the land. Ten of the twelve spies that went out never entered the promised land because they were coming from a place of negativity. They were on the brink of the promised land and yet doubt and the baggage they were carrying made them think that returning to the land of slavery is a better option. Instead of reaching out for all God had for them, they were too busy hanging on to the past and carrying all their past issues. They never entered the promised land. They did not get to see the promised land. Even Moses did not enter the promised land. Unbelief can keep you from entering your promised land. God has already promised you the victory. You just have to see it through the perspective instead of years. Keep your perspective on the promise because whatever God says, that's what he will do. Do not be like the 10 spies that claim that there were giants in the land. We are grasshoppers in their sight. No, the Lord said that you are more than conqueror. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Claim the promises of God. Stop carrying fear and doubt with you because God did not give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of boldness, a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. My friends, what you're carrying will affect your pace. It should have taken 11 days for the Israelites to get to the promised land, but instead it took almost 40 years. When we carry around issues rather than dealing with them, it causes us to slow down. 
Our burdens prevent us from moving freely. Instead, we need to look to Hebrews 12, which says, Lay aside the weight and the sin which so easily beset us. In other words, strip off every weight that slows you down. Remove wrong attitudes and actions from your lives will not occur accidentally. We must decide to change, to remove, to lay aside, and to put away attitudes and actions that don't please God and adversely affect our walk of faith. In order for you to please God, you must lay aside some stuff. God cannot bless unforgiveness. He cannot bless us trying to get even. God can bless our mess. The truth is that while we use our energy to focus on our hurts and our pains and our disappointment, we cannot move forward. Instead, we will find ourselves slipping backwards. You and I need to live in the fullness of God. If we are to achieve our breakthrough and reach our promised land, Maybe this is a time when we need to look at our bags and unpack some stuff. Have you ever noticed someone that's running a race? The person that's running a 5k or a marathon, they are not carrying a backpack. They are not carrying a carry-on. They are dressed with very little clothes because if they should carry their gears and different stuff, it will slow their pace down. And we are in a race. We are running a race. And the race is to the finish line. We will be rewarded at the end of the journey. So you need to strip off some stuff in order to run that race. Maybe your bag have exceeded the weight limit. You know, sometimes when you're traveling, they will tell you, take some stuff out of your bag, put in another bag. That's what you have to do. It's time to take some stuff out. Now the time to take out hurt, take out discouragement, take out depression, take out envy, jealousy. Take this stuff out of your bag and you can replace it with love, with joy, with peace, and you will see that your pace have increased when you add this stuff in your carry-on. And finally, what you carry will affect your purpose. Some of the Israelites in the wilderness never got to reach the promised land. As I said before, not even Moses. After everything they had been through to get there, they miss out at the last minute because they allow baggage in their lives which weighed them down and prevented them from moving forward into the full purpose God had for them. God had told the Israelites that he would deliver them. Exodus 6, 6 through 8 says, Therefore, said to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgment. I will take you as my people and I will be your God. Then you shall know that I am the Lord, your God, who brings you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians and I will bring you into the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I will give it to you as a heritage. I am the Lord. So the Lord already promised what he will do. They allow unbelief. 
like I said earlier, whatever God promised you, he will do it. He is not a man that he can lie. He will never go back on his word. His words are yea and they are amen. The late Miles Monroe said, where purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. The greatest tragedy in life is not death, but a life without a purpose. Everything has a purpose, but not all purpose is known. Do you know the purpose for your life? Do you know why you were created? If you do not know, start reading the word of God. You need to develop a relationship with him. Stop seeking your own purpose, but seek after God. When you seek after God, he will show you what your purpose is. You and I were created to praise him. We were created to serve him. He gave us free will. We were created for a reason. He gave us free will. The problem with free will is that we use it and we make bad choices, but we can always turn those bad choices around. We can become good stewards. We can become good servants of God. One of the greatest thing that human being can understand is the fact that God created us for something. Finding meaning and purpose in our existence is what motivates us to continue struggling through the challenges that life brings. If there is any insecurity harboring inside you right now, Rest in the fact that God created you and has plans for you. Ephesians 2 and verse 10 says, We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God has created you uniquely. You are the only you on earth and you have a divine mission, only you can accomplish. You were created on purpose for a purpose and with a purpose. So my friends, whatever you're carrying today, it's time to unpack it or it's time to check it in. You no longer need to carry all that weight with you because it will weigh you down. You can no longer carry excess weight. You can no longer carry bitterness and unforgiveness. It's time for you to check it in. It doesn't matter what you're carrying, whether it's a handbag, a backpack, a carry-on, a trunk. It's time to check it in or you can leave it on the carousel. That means you don't have to claim it because all unclaimed bags goes to Alabama where they resell your items. There are a lot of bags that look alike. Make sure you do not pick up someone else's bag. Do not take someone else's bag because the contents will not be the same. You cannot use what is in someone else's bag. So do not take someone else's bag and make it your own. We all have receipts for items we buy in the store. And we hold on to these receipts in the event that something is broken and we need to return it. My friend, it's time for you to get rid of those receipts. Those receipts you've been harboring for so long. Those receipts you have from way back when. It's time to tear them up. It's time to shred them. First Peter 5, 7 says, Cast all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns once and for all. 
for he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. So my friends, give it all to Jesus. Doesn't matter how long you've been carrying this stuff. Remember that Jesus cares about you. He loves you. He said, come on to me, all ye who are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Whatever it is, Jesus, he is waiting patiently just for you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My, my, I tell you, what a word, what a word. What are you carrying? My friends, if you are carrying excess baggage or something that you should not be carrying, then the scripture says we must lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset us so that we can run the race with patience, the race that is set before us. Well, we trust tonight's message was a blessing to your heart, my friends. And we thank you so much for listening to this word. You know, my friends, we never bring our broadcast to a close without giving you an opportunity to let Jesus come into your heart and into your life. The scripture says, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. Today, you may have heard the voice of the master. He's knocking at your heart's door. He's calling you to a change of life. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. Accept him today. It is with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and it is with the mouth that confession is made unto salvation. Would you trust him today? Father in heaven, we want to thank you for another time and another word that has gone forth. We know that your words will never return unto you void, but that your words will accomplish for the purpose in which you have sent it to. Speak to hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. And if you are blessed by today's word, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. Once again, that's newdayofhopeatlanta@gmail.com. at gmail.com. So until then, let your heart go on singing. Until then, oh my friends, with joy you must carry on. Shalom. Peace to all of you and God bless you.